Hey guys, it's Raven Yamamoto, assistant producer at Your Magic, and welcome back to Ask the Tarot. Now you guys know the drill. This is a recording of a live green room show from last week, Thursday, October 7th, hosted by Michelle T. If you enjoy it, you can listen to her do it again live every week. For the month of October, you can tune in Thursdays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern on the Spotify Greenroom app. Be sure to follow Ask the Tarot over on Spotify Greenroom to get notified whenever Michelle goes live so you don't miss your chance to get your cards read this very spooky season. All right, here's last week's Greenroom show. You guys, I'm here. Hooray. Technology works eventually. I've got a bunch of questions that have been piling up in my inbox from people who want to know where in the world they should be living. And on the surface, some of them don't seem like, you know, it's not like someone's having an affair with their kid's kindergarten teacher. You know, they're a little more tame, but I feel like, you know, they still need to be answered. I'm going to answer some of them. And I think it's going to give me more time to actually pick you guys' questions because some of them are answered pretty easily. This one is a little on the juicy side, though. So let's get into it here. I just moved to Berlin after spending five years in Philadelphia as a student. I'm originally from Jamaica and was there on a student visa. I built a lot of community there. I bet Philadelphia is such a cool community city. Um, And also had a partner that didn't work out as we had to do long distance because of the pandemic. But we reconnected right before I left. And I am now heartbroken and lonely in a new city. My question is, what would it look like if I tried going back to the U.S.? hold your hats here, and did a year of woofing. Do you guys know what woofing is? I mean, I feel like, you know, you got to be part of a certain subculture to know what the heck woofing is. But I've dated people who have woofed. And I'm not going to, that's woof with like two W's. I'm not going to try and figure out what it means. But as our querent explains, it's farming with a host family. So basically you apply and you get to go live on an organic farm or some kind of farm and you learn farming and I don't think you get any money, but they feed you and you get to like stay in a barn or something. So, you know, some people like that. So this person wants to know, what if they do a year of woofing and apply to graduate programs in Philadelphia? My ex might take me back. That's a sad phrase. That phrase, I felt it in my heart. Did you guys but I don't know what his plans for the future are. So that's a big risk, but I would be closer to my community of friends. Okay. That's one question. Also, what would it look like if I stayed in Berlin and waited out this painful, lonely period and worked to meet new people and a new partner here and see where the future takes me? All right. So I pulled the cards already um, a little earlier and it does not look good to woof. It does not look good to put all your eggs in the basket of the X. The very first uh, card that came up is the Ten of Wands. You know, I'm reading this in the Toth deck. It means oppression. It means something is over, you know? And here's the thing, you know, it's when the oppression card comes up, you're like, why did I think this would be a good idea? So who knows which part they're talking about, the card's talking about. Like, why did you think it would be a good idea to go woofing? Like, I dated somebody who woofed and they have a horrible experience. They're also kind of a terrible person, so who knows? But, you know, what if you got a bad farm, okay? Some bad farmers. Also, like, it looks like maybe the it's not going to happen again with the ex, which I feel sad saying because you're heartbroken, and a heartbroken person doesn't want to hear something like that. But um, I'm just reading what the cards have here. The next card for this predicament is the Four of Wands, Completion, which I'm also taking again as a, like, no, this is like done here. And then the last one is the Knight of Swords. So, you know, there's a little silver lining. If you did take this route, you seem like a resourceful, plucky lass, and you'd figure out some way to get your ass back to Berlin or, you know, Jamaica or someplace 
else. But even though you do have community there, it doesn't seem like it's going to be enough to sustain you if you make this choice. However, Berlin looks rad. And you might be like, here I am in this like brutalist, cold city in Germany. What are you talking about? I'm lonely and heartbroken. Listen, Berlin is going to open its arms to you. It's going to show you its charms. The very first card you have here is the Ace of Cups. That is emotional renewal. I mean, that's what I want to see when someone's heartbroken. I want to see them moving through it and like having starting, you know, you're at the end of something. Now I want to see you starting starting something new, whether that's a new relationship, which the Ace of Cups certainly does rule a, a situation like that. It could also just be you, you know, a new, a new era of uh, yourself, being with yourself, loving yourself, being in Berlin, loving Berlin. Your next card is gain, nine of discs. So it's like, yes, good things coming to you. And then your last one is the 10 of discs, wealth. So it's funny, you got tens for both options. Do you want, you can get some oppression in Philadelphia or some wealth in Berlin. I know what I would choose, you know. So I wish you all the luck and um, in getting, seems like the really, really what you got to do is get over the heartbreak. So yes, open yourself up to new loves in Berlin. And, you know, I think there's just more people in Berlin, right? And just like more people from, from all over the place. It seems like you get a better chance at getting like a really, finding a really cool date in Berlin. So go for it. Okay. Has anybody raised their hands. Oh, I see no speaker requests. Let me invite you guys. If you have a question and you'd like me, okay, Athena, you're on. Hello. Let's see what's going on here. I know it takes a moment. You might be muted, Athena. Check and see, make sure you're not muted. You guys I was raised- muted. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hi guys. Can you hear me? Hello. Yeah, I can hear you great. Awesome. Okay. Sorry. I have my AirPods. So I DM'd you yesterday. Actually, I knew you were going to get me. So what was your question? I am going through a bit of a relationship thing. Um, I have um, a boyfriend of four and a half years. We're both Taurus sons and we're both um, Scorpio moons. And I feel like... Oh, you're both flame babies? Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I love us together. Really, I really feel like he's my soulmate and everything, but I feel like his his drive is so clouded. I feel like there's so much potential there. And like, I'm kind of like sick of, you know, seeing him get up and fall again and stuff like that. And we have a kid together as well. So I just, you know, I've been doing everything that I can to try to help him feed that creativity. And, um, you know, our schedules are kind of tight, but he, I feel like he's not doing what is best for him. And I just, I am really concerned. Um, he's a Gemini rising as well. And I'm a Virgo rising. So I feel like, that makes all the difference. Yeah. It really does. He's just like, but I like doing a little bit of everything. And you're like, find one thing and do it perfectly. Girl, that is exactly what I say to him word for word. <laughs> so like, I just want to know, like, should we keep pushing and working together or should I do my own thing? Cause I'm a, I paint, I tattoo. Um, I read cards too. I read, I pulled some cards for him too. And I'm like, come on, like obviously do this. We pulled the star for him and it was just, I don't know. I feel like he's, it still doesn't mean anything. So Ooh. just want to know if we should, you know, you know, it's really hard when we're like with people in our lives that are just like our partners or our good friends, family, and they're like taking a path or, you know, ceasing to take any path, it might appear, that just doesn't make any sense to us. And you just have to accept in those moments that like they have their own destiny. You know what I mean? And it might look really baffling to you, especially when you're like, how could you be getting anything out of this? Um, But you just have to trust that like maybe they are, maybe not, you know, they might have just like a different level of ambition than you do. Definitely um, 
because not everybody kind of knows what they're on the planet. And sometimes it's a really long path to figure that out. But it sounds like you want to be partnered with somebody who does have more focus and ambition. So it sounds yeah. like it's important to you to have a partner that sort of reflects those values. So let me see. I'm going to shuffle right now. What does it look like for you to sort of like shift gears and see like can you unconditionally love this person can you accept that they you know they might have to stew in their own you know pity party for a minute before they i can't be a part of it anymore unless you know there's something down the road you you know but can you just you know stay with them love them through it let them you know let them take care of themselves and you know sink and swim on their own what does it look like if you do that versus what does it look like if we do say, you know something, let's just be friends. I feel too responsible for you. It's not working out as a romantic partnership. Um, and you can go off and like feel free of their energy. Wait, what does that I'm so nervous. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what is that? I said I'm so nervous. Oh, <laughs> uh, I know. It's a big question. To stay or to go, you know, when we're looking at these people that we've built some lives with, you know, it's they're really big questions. So Oof, it looks really hard for you, like to be able to conjure up that sort of unconditional love and just be hands off with him. It seems like, you know, the cards you got for staying with him is first, it's the, it's the two of wands, which is a dominion card. And I read that as oh a couple of different ways. It's, it's Mars in Aries. And on the one hand, it could be you kind of summoning up this kind of new energy and being like, all right, I'm just going to you know, let him do his thing and just love him unconditionally. And I'm not going to get involved. But even if that is the case, the next two cards are kind of downers. So I don't think you, you're able to hold on to that energy for very long in the face of like the reality of it. What I think that it also could mean, I mean, if there is a card in the tarot that represents ambition, pure driven energy, it's this dominion card, it's Mars and Aries. And it's like, just do something. And it's like, that, that energy that you're bringing where you like, you need to see motivation, you need to see responsibility, accountability, um, direction, like that's so important to you. Like you're not going to be able to put that yes. down. Yeah. This, the next card you have is the sorrow card. It's a heartache card. You know, it's a breakup card. It's the three of swords. It's Saturn and Libra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. It's like your little, you know, it's just a flower is being torn apart by three swords. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, just making sure that other, I, I don't want to get you all hopped up to like break up with your partner. No, the, you're the okay. Alter. You're fine. Yeah. It's, it's actually, so, yeah. The next card that you have here is the princess of swords. And it's like, she just can't bear it. She has to blow it all up. She can't abide by it. It might be mm-hmm. extreme. It might look extreme to the outside, but it's just the only thing she can do, you know? Yeah. And time will tell whether it was too big of a move or not. I kind of think, you know, it, it, it just looks like more fighting, more like she's very conflicty. It looks, it doesn't look good. Now your cards for just leaving and being on your own actually look very grounded and also very beautiful. The first card is the eight of discs. It's called prudence. It's sun in Virgo. So there's that Virgo aspect of yourself getting attention and getting satisfied and saying like, I do have these standards. I do have these needs in a partner and the people I share my environment with. And I'm going to go away. I'm going to give that to myself, first of all, right? Like, just give yourself mm-hmm. that sort of groundedness. Your next card is the Princess of Discs. And so another grounded card. And, you know, she's been through something. 
and now you know mm-hmm. she's she's got her back to a tangle of trees. It looks like she's just sort of hiked through a really complicated forest and now she's pregnant. So it's this idea of like, wow, I've been through something and now I have something to kind of give birth to. I've got to like let something out. And then your final card is lust, which is short, (laughs) but it's also lust for life. It's everything that you have been saying about yourself. Like, I'm like this, I do this. This is the kind of person I am. That all sounds like big fiery energy. And it looks like if you move out of this relationship in a way that is very um, kind of like, I mean, you know, to borrow from, from you know, when it's ultra, a little conscious uncoupling, like if it's sort of grounded and as caring as you can be, but also very boundaried, like, no, I have to, I have to leave, you know, once you sort of get through that, like you're going to be able to embrace your life on a higher level. Oh man. This is crazy. That's so spot on. It's like all the things. My intuition's like buzzing right now. I can't. Oh, I love it, Michelle. Thank you. You're so welcome. We usually know like what it is we need. And it is really often that the tarot and all these, you know, tools for divination, what they really do is just kind of back us up. Say, so, yeah, you know, I, I kind of knew that. I kind of knew that I am at the end of my rope. <laughs> I'm at the end of my rope in this situation. And um, I need to make a big change. Okay, we got a little tiny question right here from somebody who's been waiting so patiently. And it is, my question is, should I transfer to a university in California or in Texas? I'm putting together a portfolio right now. So I picked one card for each. Um, I picked it from the the Wild Unknown deck, which some of you guys might know about. Um, came out years ago and it was sort of the first new tarot deck that I feel like ushered in this sort of renaissance in tarot, where now we have so many makers reinterpreting the tarot in, in ways that are so helpful and exciting. The thing that's unique about this deck is it's all animals. I think she was like one of the first people, if not the first to do it. So for California, justice, major arcana. In this uh, deck, it's a black cat and a white cat. And so, you know, there's cats waiting for you in California. How much more inviting could that be? <laughs> Texas, Two of Swords. It's interesting. They both have similar energy. They're both Libra cards, you know, so it's sort of like looking for harmony and, you know, university is, it's kind of ruled by the swords, you know, because it's an intellectual activity, learning, using our brains. I would say go to California. Justice is a higher, it's just sort sort of a higher vibration of the Libra energy than the Two of Swords. Two of Swords is nice. It can be a little, I don't know, a little indecisive. Um, The Justice card has a shadow too. Sometimes it's hard to find your balance, you know, and really trust your decision-making. But I say, you know, it's a major arcana. And so that's always a bigger yes to me. So good luck to you. Okay. Who is around right now and wants their cards read? Michaela, here we go. Are you around? I sure am. Hello. Oh, great. Oh, hello. Hi. I was hoping to ask a question in regards to a career change. Um, so currently I'm, you know, in a job that has good, good benefits, um, fully working, you know, remotely, which I love, uh, but a lot of turnover change and, you know, not totally in love with the reporting structure and how kind of upper management has been handling things. So I was just wondering if um, it was kind of the right time to look or to kind of ride it out and see what happens. Okay, let's see. So the first question is, do you start sniffing around for something that's a better fit? Fresh energy. Let's see what that looks like. I'm taking three cards. And alternatively, what does it look like to ride it out? Maybe things will get better. Maybe it's simply the timing, you know, isn't perfect. Your your next dream job isn't there yet. What does it look like to 
sort of stay where you are and see if some best can be made of it. All right, so for looking, and I'm gonna oh yeah, you want to start looking. <laughs> it looks a little, it looks a little, um, it looks a little rough either way. Honestly, it looks like the the job search for you right now, I think, is going to be less than inspiring, sadly. But you're definitely done at this job. The first card that came up is the Four of Wands, which is called completion. Hello, you're done. You know, and you're not necessarily done in this career sector, I would guess, or in building. I don't know. You're going to stay in the same sort of industry or or path that you're on, but just in a different company. Okay. That looks, that looks right. And that looks good. Um, yeah. However, the next card is the 10 of cups and that is, it's called satiety. And it's, it's a card that's sort of about plateauing. It's a little bit stagnant. You're definitely, you know, at the end, you're closing out a cycle here with a 10, but it just looks like it's not going to be a situation where, you know, you just like pull up your computer and that dream job is just sitting there like calling for you. It might feel a little sticky. So if you can, you know, not, I don't know um, if your, if your strategy is to like not leave until you get hired somewhere or what, it looks like it will take a minute. The last card is the four of cups, which is called luxury. And it looks like, I mean, that's a really strange card um, in this deck, in the Crowley deck. It's beautiful cups, right? The water's beautiful. The flowers are beautiful, but the, the water that it's sitting on is choppy. So there's a sort of warning in the card, like, you know, you, you can't get complacent. You can't just like relax, unfortunately, when this card comes up. So it could be a situation where you get a job, you find something and it's a stepping stone to your next job. It's not the next job, you know, it could be something that the bottom falls out of, or it's just doesn't fulfill its promises to you. It doesn't kind of come through, but I still think it's better than staying where you are because where you are right now, the first card you have is disappointment. So sticking around, disappointment followed by death. Hello. We love when the tarot speaks to us so clearly. And then your next card is change, two of discs. So I feel like what kind of change could that be except you getting the heck out of there? So you're going to get out of there one way or another. Start looking now. More will be revealed. Like if you... Here's one thing I like about the Four of Cups. If you knowingly go into a job and, and think, okay, listen, this is not my dream job. This is like not Mr. Right, it's Mr. Right now. It's better than where I am. I'm just gonna take it for a little while and keep looking. That would be fine. I think that the Four of Cups is actually fine and not a problem if you know it for what it is. So just if that makes sense, um, I think it's it's more predictive of a, of a rougher time if you think something's really gorgeous and gleaming and then you get there and you find out it's not. So, you know, if, if something doesn't look perfect, but you're like, it would be better, grab it. Does that make sense? All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, so totally. If a job is a little too good to be true, it might be. But again, you still might want it. You still might want it because it'll just like, you know, it'll, it'll rustle up your energy. There's so much stagnation, um, stagnant, these stagnant cards around you being in that place. So I don't know, even again, even if you're only there for a short period of time, I think it's better than staying where you are for a longer period of time. Okay. You're welcome. Thank Good you. luck to you. All right. We get another, like, where, where the heck should I go? Um, question. And it's, it's got a little bit of extra information in it. Okay. I feel very torn about my future path. I'm in yoga teacher training and I graduate from the 10 month program in December. I hope to start my new journey of healing others early next year, but my job is my life source income. I want to quit because it can be toxic there. I have a looming wedding that I've second guessed, although I care for him deeply and we definitely crossed paths for a reason. I'm divorced and bisexual and always want that feeling of freedom. 
I really, really want to move to Arizona. I'm in Georgia. So I suppose my consolidated question is, should I take a chance at yoga and try to work, work it in with a different job? Should I stay where I am due to uncertainty and just get married? Or should I follow my dream and move to Arizona? Oh my goodness, listen. It just gives me chills to hear and just get married. Like you just never want to have that phrase, right? About your nuptials and just get, you know, I don't know. I'm just going to get married. No, you don't want to do that. This is Michelle talking, not the tarot. Okay, let's see what the tarot says. Okay, should you take a chance with yoga and try to work it in with a different job? I'm getting, I I feel a little confused, but it seems like maybe this person's already working in a yoga studio, but it's like a toxic yoga studio. Gosh, what could be worse than a toxic yoga studio? Oh my goodness. All right. So what does it look like to, uh, you know, I mean, I think you got to take a chance with yoga, right? I mean, you're, you're in the training for it. Forgive me if I've misunderstood this. I feel a little confused about that part. What I don't confuse, feel confused about is, um, should I stay where I am due to uncertainty and just get married? So what does it look like if you just get married? Oh my gosh, that's so sad. It's like you're wearing like, it's like you're wearing your sweats to your wedding. Like the sweats that you stayed up watching Netflix in the night before. They got a little bit of popcorn crumbs on them, you know? You're like, I'm just going to get married. Hold on. Let me brush my teeth. You can at least do that, right? <laughs> Here's three cards for just getting married. Okay. Should you follow your dream and move to Arizona? Now that is a sparkly, sparkly question. Just see, it doesn't mean the tarot is going to say you should do it. I mean, for all I know, your destiny is to just get married. You know, maybe there's more to it, but you know, I love Arizona. Oh my gosh. Part of me always wants to be living there. I just think it is a very, um, I don't know. I think it's because I just grew up in New England and it's like the polar opposite landscape. So it's so enrapturing to me. I feel like I'm on another planet. All right, here we go. Uh, Yoga. What does yoga look like for you? Yeah, it looks good. But you know, it's funny. You've got three court cards. Um, You know, the court cards, right? Queens, knights, etc. Are they people? Are they you? Are they energy? Tarot readers always ask these questions. We don't know. We have to make our own calls about it. But it is interesting when a lot come up. I just think, you know, you're in a workplace right now um, that's toxic. Like, are there other folks who can help you out? Do you have allies that can hook you up in a different yoga studio? Um, If it's people, that's nice. You know, as far as energies, Queen of Cups, Knight of Swords, Knight of Wands. That Queen of Cups is a little confused. She can't really see clearly. But then right on the heels, Knight of Swords, Knight of Wands, those guys are like, jumping up they're on fire they're they're focused they're determined they've got you know ambition so yeah i say you just got to shake off whatever the uh the toxic hangover of your current workplace is and go for the yoga all right should you just get married shocking the tarot says no you should not just get married it's like i see what you're seeing here in your relationship when you think that it's a good idea you've got a couple good cards they're good in that they're disc cards, okay? They're good in that like stabilizing way. Like, this is fine. Uh, this person's a nice person. We have heat in our home. Like, we like each other's company. It's not very inspired. It's the nine of discs, which is called gain. It's Venus and Virgo. And so it's just sort of like, I don't know. It's like, this makes sense, right? Is it passionate? Is it inspiring? No, it makes sense. And you guys work together well. You can sort of build a life together in in the most practical of ways. Yes. Next to that, 
Four of Discs, Sun in Capricorn, Power. So it's really interesting. You know, this is a card about, it's it's so much about stability, right? Discs are about stability. The number four is about stability. Capricorn is about stability. It's like, you don't want to rock the boat. You're like, this is kind of a good thing. But, you know, the the illustration is sort of a fortress. And sometimes we want a fortress. But in this situation, I feel like you're just building a fortress to kind of keep, you know, uncertainty away from you. But guess what? There's no keeping uncertainty away. We are living here on planet Earth. Anything can happen to any of us at any time. So making decisions like this um, when it comes to your romantic life, it's like, yeah, you know, I don't know. You want to make a, you know, a four of discs decision around money. That makes sense. But around romance, I don't think so. Your final card here is oppression. Okay. So it's going to come for you if, if you, if you, do get married. Like the reality that you don't really want this will come for you. The 10 of dis, I'm sorry, the 10 of wands oppression is absolutely like, why did I think I wanted to do this? Like, that's the question you're asking. It's Sag in, it's um, Saturn and Sagittarius and they are not a good combo. So yeah, you're gonna feel regret. But listen, if you go to Arizona Dare I say it's your freaking destiny? You're being called there for a reason. You know, it's resonating with you because guess what, you guys? We have intuition. We know where we're supposed to be. It just sometimes feels so crazy, so outlandish, like such a bold move. Dare we live so boldly? Listen, if you move to Arizona, the first card you have is lust, okay? It just came back. It is Leo. It's like, whoa. You know, the archetype of Leo is one of living your life to the fullest. It's about sex, poetry, romance, passion, you know, it's like, it's lust for life and it's you living your best life. And then followed by that is the priestess, which is a very psychically adept card. It's, you know, it's really intuitive. It's again, it's telling me that you already know the answer to this. And I'm so happy to be here as a tarot reading to like say yes, you know what I mean? Like just like support you, pat you on the back and say like, I see you knowing what you need to do. So you're going to do it. It's going to be so awesome. And guess what? Like if you are, I'm just seeing all of those, you know, disc cards. Like it seems like maybe you're a person who, um, you, you know, you don't necessarily want to live on the edge. You want to feel like your feet are on the ground and you can take care of yourself and your, your bills are paid. Your last card for moving to Arizona is night of discs. So you can take care of yourself. Okay. Night of discs. He is, he is that groundedness. So it's like lust, and the high priestess, right? Your sense of your own destiny and your desire to live your best life brings you there. And then the Knight of Discs roots you right down. There you are. Um, you know, you're just going to catch your breath. You're probably not going to like, you know, hit the town. You know, I don't know. I don't know how many towns there are to hit in Arizona, frankly, but um, I guess there is. But, you know, that's not what you're going to be doing. You're going to be catching your breath, grounding, and then really carefully building your life there. So I hope I have saved you and your partner from a loveless and unfulfilling marriage. I know you love each other. I know it's not loveless in that way, but it doesn't sound like there's the kind of love that you want to build a marriage on. So go to Arizona, send me a postcard for my favorite places. Okay, let's see who would like to ask a question. Trisha King. Hello, Trisha King. Are you there? Oh, yes. Sorry. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. I just want to say I'm a huge fan. I listen to Your Magic. Oh. I watch every. Or I listen to every episode, and I think you're amazing. So thank you. Oh, Trisha, that's so sweet. Thank you. I appreciate okay. that. Um, I have a career question for you. 
Um, I am currently doing like my own little side thing that I haven't ever done before in property management where I'm kind of doing Airbnbs and rentals and just a lot of little things like that. And I'm kind of managing properties in that way. But really, I want to open an occult shop. <laughs> so it's so oh, different. Yeah. So, so different. May I ask you what um, city you're living in? I just want to imagine that city getting a beautiful new occult shop. It's Grand Rapids, Michigan. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. So it sounds like these are your two paths as they appear to you right now. Stay where you are in this property management role or get out of it and open an occult store. Yes. <laughs> All right. So the first thing I'm shuffling for is for you staying where you are for now. You know, whatever the tarot ends up saying, if this is your dream and your destiny, you should keep nurturing it. It just might be timing, you know? Um, so I'm asking about like really right now. Is now the time for you? What does it look like for you to stay where you are for the moment? I don't know, maybe do more research into what that takes to open up a cult store. I don't know. Um, but, you know, for whatever reason, staying where you are right now, what does that look like? Versus it's time to open an occult store. Oh, my goodness. That's so exciting. I mean, I want you to open the occult store, of course, but I don't even, I'm like the worst business person. No, I don't want to say things like that about myself, right? We don't want to say things like that about ourselves, um, that we're bad at business and whatnot, especially if we're like femme people. So anyway, I think it's um, amazing that you would open up an occult store. It, it seems like such um, a bold, brave thing. And I have no doubt that Michigan, Grand Rapids, Michigan, use a good one, you know? It could lose it, definitely. Cool. All right, so staying where you are looks actually very good, um, but not as good as opening an occult store. <laughs> oh, my God, everyone is getting the lust card today. I love it. Okay, so staying where you are actually looks so um, good. It, you, the first card is the six of discs, success. So it's like clearly you're very good at what you do. And I'm ho hopefully it's rewarding to you on some level, at least, you know, financially or something. Um, you have the princess of wands also there, which seems, you know, she's just like so vibrant and fearless and, and just like jumping out into the world. And then you have the chariot. So I almost wonder, like, do you, is it sort of the thing, like, where you do both? Like, you kind of start opening your occult store, but you don't, like, quit the day job until it's time? Like, I wonder if there's a way that this property manage, management job, which looks so beautiful and hopefully financially rewarding, can somehow support this other plan. For opening an occult store, like I said, the first card is lust. So you're like, yes, this is your passion. This is beautiful. Like, you need to do this. And then your next card is the Hierophant. So it's like, okay, it's not just like this wild dream. Like lust is a big wild dream card. But the Hierophant is like, all right, we also have the know-how. It's a card of knowledge. And it's also, you know, it's a very traditional knowledge path card. And there's something very traditional about, you know, opening a store. You know, you're going to be a merchant. It's just like, it's so classic. So I like this card for something like that. It's Taurus. And Taurus is, they're not afraid of, you know, the more boring or uninspired tasks that come with a lot of life. 
So I like that. I like that you have the lust card, which is the visionary part. And then I like that you have the hierophant, which is like all of those, you know, all the things you need to do to keep a store running. You will figure out how to do that and it will be good. And then you have a really great discs card. You have the eight of discs. It's called prudence. And, you know, that's really, it's, it's interesting. It's definitely a yes, but it's like, it's telling you like, Hold on to your vision, do it the way you're visualizing it, but also like just go at a pace that is sustainable for you. You know, when I'm I'm looking at the picture of the prudence card, it's a tree bearing these gorgeous flowers and then the leaves are curling around the flowers to protect them. So it's like, you just need to make sure that you're not going faster than you can keep up with. You want to make sure that all of your movements towards your new business are sustainable. And that's why I'm wondering if maybe there's a little bit of overlap for a time being where you you keep working um, in the property management at some level, maybe reduced hours or something like that, so that you can um, you know slowly but surely build up this new business. Does that make sense? That sounds so spot on. Yes. Oh, that's really exciting. I have to ask you, do you have um, a dream name for your business, for your occult store? I don't, but being very Aries, I always like want to throw in like fire or candle company or like just make it something that's different, I guess. But yeah, no, that honestly, that all sounds great. Do you mind if I ask you one other question? Sure. If it's a, if it's a quick one, let's do it. Okay. So um, I know that you're a writer and you have a bunch of books and I'm just wondering if you have any books that would help a tarot beginner as to getting familiar with their deck. Oh my gosh, I sure do. I have a book called Modern Tarot and it's all about reading tarot. So you would recommend that for a beginner? I would. I definitely um, had beginners in mind and people who were maybe a little intimidated by tarot in mind when I wrote it, as well as folks who have been reading for a while. But at the time there, you came out a few years ago and already there's great tarot books that are more contemporary. But at the time I was working on it, I felt like a lot of the tarot books out there were sort of like tired. So I wrote it for everyone, but I was definitely thinking about people who are just getting started. So hopefully it'll be helpful to you. Well, hopefully I can get you in my occult shop to do a book signing. Thank you so much for your time. I'd love to come to your candle company. Thank you so much and good luck to you. Okay, let's go and look at these. uh, another person who doesn't know where to go, okay? I have been living in London for the past seven years. What a braggart. Okay. I had never thought I would stay here forever. And my husband and I are planning to move back to France, where we met and where he is from in the next 12 months. These are glamorous people, you guys. But now that we have set the timeline, I am getting cold feet. We have finally moved to my favorite part of the city. Our apartment is lovely and work has settled down into something relatively manageable. I really enjoy our setup. When I think of our situation, my situation, I feel conflicting energies of arrival and completion. What should I do? I would be interested to see what the tarot has to say about, one, sticking to the plan and arranging to leave London and move to France in 12 months. Two, staying in London a bit longer. Three, another option. This is amazing. What about leaving London, quitting our jobs, and traveling the world? Hey, work is for jerks. Quit your job and travel the world, says Michelle, but not the tarot. Let's see what the tarot tells you. All right, so what does it look like? to stick to the plan and move back to France. I mean, geez, talk about a win-win. I am one of those people, though, that just thinks it's like, it would be like so glamorous to live in London or so glamorous to live in France because I've always had amazing times when I've been lucky enough to be in either of those places. So, okay, what does it look like for you guys to go back to France? Okay. 
now what does it look like to stay in London a bit longer since it sounds like you guys had a little bit of a whirlwind, but now you've really figured out a nice way to be there. Why not enjoy it? Such a great city. And you're in your favorite area. That sounds very special. So three cards on that. And OMG, traveling the world. You know, I have a friend who just have, they're doing it right now. Every time I go on, on the Instagram, they're like, there's a picture of them in front of a different like UNESCO World Heritage Site with their kids. It's like, they're, they're living the dream. So that's amazing that that's something that is within your reach. What would it look like for you to just grab it? Okay, so going back to France, the cards for that are, all right, they're good. Queen of Swords, the Hierophant, and Success, okay? The Queen of Swords is like a little like, you know, she's like, she's always a little cranky, you know? So there's something here where like, yeah, you're not, you don't love it. You know, you can really see what's wrong with it. You know, the Queen of Swords definitely can see what's wrong with things. There's also the Hermit. I don't know. It, it seems like there's something about, it looks like there's something about leaving London that actually, it feels like you're really being taken away from someplace vibrant and being shoved in a cave like the hermit, not to be so literal, but you know, the, the hermit is such a lonely card and sometimes life calls for lonely moments, but you know, to, for the hermit to come up around a question like this, it's a, it's a little sad. I'm not going to lie, but then you get the success card, which is a beautiful card, six of discs. So, you know, you it's clearly not what you want and, you know, perhaps what you're anticipating around it is is true like the things about it you're not looking forward to you know are not going to impress you when you're there but you you would make it work and it would it would be lovely but you know something you just sound like a kind of person you're going to be happy wherever you are whoa i just flipped your cards for staying in london you should not stay in london a bit longer you should stay in london for the rest of your freaking life because it's your destiny city the centerpiece card in this three card pull is the universe yes you should stay there how lovely now the first card in this pull is the eight of wands swiftness so there's a few ways that this card is hitting me right now one it seems like maybe it's all of a sudden that you're like oh wait holy shit this is amazing. Wait, we don't want to go. It's like, you know, maybe it was a slog. I'm getting that sense from you, what you wrote, of course, too, that maybe it was a slog for a while. And then suddenly everything has really turned around and become so positive. This is the rainbow card. It's like, yes, it's Mercury and Sagittarius. Like, let's change the plan. You know, let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. The universe. Whoa. Okay. There's no fighting with that card. And then you have the Hierophant, which is like, it actually is really smart for you guys to stay there. Like on some level, it just makes sense. It's not even, you know, there might be something kind of wild about it, but also not like it's, it's a good grounded place. London works for you guys, you know? Um, so I love that. Unfortunately, it is not the right time for you to pack it up and travel the world. Could you do it? You could do it like you could move to France, right? Like it would be like, I just feel like anything you do is going to be okay. But the first card you have is the seven of wands. It's valor. It's a, it's a struggle card. It's not going to be easy. You know, it's like you will have wanted it to be more fun than it actually is, at least for a start. You then get the two of discs change. You know, that's an interesting card. It's like, I, I feel like, okay, maybe you get into the groove of the travel or <laughs> maybe, you know, the rapid changing of, you know, country to country to country isn't necessarily as pleasing as you thought it would be. And then finally, Ace of Wands. So it's like, yeah, do you come out the other end of it? Of course you do. You know, it's your one human life. It sounds like you really know how to live it. But I think you need to be living it in London, which is so great. Such a great city. Okay. Hope that was helpful. Let's see who else I can help live and in person. Uh, Trena Terrell. 
Are you around? I am. Thank you so much. Hello. Hi. Sure. First off, I wanted to say I just find your advice incredibly educational for a novice tarot reader such as myself. And I oh, love your humor so and I love your spirit. And it's just a joy to listen to you. That is so kind. <laughs> of course. I have a question about potentially what it looks like to wait for an ex-partner while they get themselves and their life to a much healthier place. So we started this relationship about six years ago. Um, It was very beautiful, full of love, but also full of a lot of trials. I went through a lot of grief and loss with my personal family, Mm -hmm. and it just caused a lot of strain on the relationship. And uh, we fought through it, but last Mm -hmm. year, about June, we uh, did not make it. And I did choose to leave the relationship to go heal myself and just kind of explore some things and an individual had kind of come between us a bit. And a couple of months later, I found out that they had Mm -hmm. been a little closer to this individual and became a bigger part of their life. However, recently they came back, which Mm. I kind of assumed it would (laughs) um, as things usually happen that way, you know, and you know, they seem to be in a much better place. I've had a beautiful year of recovery and just finding myself, but I have a lot of love and I felt like I was deeply meant to be with this person. However, timing is usually against us. So I'm just trying to decide if it's time to continue on my own personal journey or if I uh, should hold off for this one. All right. Wow. What a story. Okay. I mean, I see, I can really see and hear like how the pull that this person would have and your time together would have on you. And you just sound so, um, you, know, you sound so mature. You're like, there's another person. And then, you know, now that person's gone and so forgiving and just like open, but let's see what makes the most sense for you. So how does it look for you to continue on your own individual path right now? Not putting energy towards that relationship. I'm picking three cards for that. And I was shuffling throughout while you were telling me your story. And now what does it look like to, you know, wait for this person. It sounds like maybe they're a little closer than they were to, to being ready to be a part of your partner. Um, what does it look like to put that energy back into them? Okay, so being on the you path looks looks very powerful. And oh my goodness. Wow. Wow. <laughs> what a crossroads you're at. Um, you know, sometimes when when people ask a question like, like this, um, and then both of the readings are so kind of powerful, I'm like, wow, this is a charged moment. Let me tell you what it looks like to me. So staying on your own path right now and not, and deciding to sort of not go towards him. The first card is the hanged man. So that's a hard card. Like that's, you know, you're in charge, you're making that decision, but it's definitely a sacrifice. Like you, there is, will be a feeling of like, I'm turning away for some, from something that I actually really want because I think it's best for me. And then you have the Aeon comes right after that, which is a really big card. It's sort of about like a new era of your life starting. And so, you know, it, I think that I, I'm getting from this a sense of like, wow, this is really for real. And in the past year of recovery, there was always maybe a sense like that this person would still be, maybe come back around. And so it's going to be you're really going to feel it almost in your body like, wow, this this chapter is over. It's really over. It's the judgment card. It's a riff on the judgment card, the Aeon card. And so there is, it's very introspective. It's also kind of like, okay, you know, what did I learn from that? What do I want to take with me? What do I really want to leave behind? It's a, it's a very deep card. And then your final one is the two of swords, peace. So even though it starts out like, wow, this is going to be hard for you to 
sort of let go, like really let go um, of this person in this relationship. At the end of it, you're like, okay, you are okay with it and you're ready to move on. But I got to tell you, the cards for going back look very beautiful. <laughs> they do look oh. very beautiful. Um, it's interesting. The first card is kind of wild. It's the princess of swords and she's just a fighter. Like, did, did you guys, do you guys fight? Yeah. We have very strong, stubborn, somewhat clashy personalities, but it, it's, I, it's a she actually. <laughs> she, um, oh, sorry. I mean, what's wrong with me? Know, <laughs> it's okay. Um, I didn't do I mean, very I'm well a with queer the person. How unfair. You just see how like heterosexism is so, it, you get to <laughs> internalize it so deeply. Oh my God. <laughs> I try to keep the pronouns more anonymous, but I, I slipped. So here we are. Um, <laughs> but uh, just very, very strong willed, uh, very self independent, but, um, and that, that can become between us a bit. So, yeah. <laughs> sure. I mean, the fact that that's the first card that came up is really significant. So, but I got to say, I want to, I want to tell it as the whole story. The next card is fortune. It's the wheel of fortune. And then the card after that is the fool. Okay. So it's like, I don't know, like you're like, our timing has been bad. I mean, the fortune card is all about like blessed timing, right? It's like the wheel of life just moves and moves and moves. And sometimes you're on top and sometimes you're not. And it's like when the fortune comes, it is literally like a change in fortune. And the fool, my God, it's like about taking a, a beautiful chance, like letting like letting trust and like your heart lead the way, not letting fear lead the way, um, doing something that maybe feels a little wild, a little crazy. People are like, really, you're going to do that? And you're like, yeah, I am, you know? And it's, it's beautiful. Like it's, it's such a gesture of like, like hope and optimism that just, you know, lovely things naturally follow in its path. That this story starts with the princess of swords, I think is actually possibly really positive. Like I wonder to get back together, if it's sort of like, you guys really need to address that, the, that fighting, that conflict, that clashing. Like, how can you, how can you do something different with it this time? You know, how can you learn from what you guys have already been through and, and just really approach it differently? Like the princess of swords, she's so reactionary, you know? Um, and sometimes that's great, but it's not in a, in a relationship. It's not, it's not great to be reactionary to your partner. So there is something about like, what can you guys do to not react to each other so much? It seems like that's, you know, and, and allow allow each other to be imperfect, you know, allow it, you know, it's like the princess of swords is like tearing down this temple that's like a bad temple. And it's like, great. In that story, that's the right thing to do. But it's like, just let each other be a bad temple. <laughs> you don't need to tear it down, you know, it's like, it's okay. You know, none of these, my guess is the things you guys fight over are not the end of the world. It's usually like that for most couples. If you can just see these opportunities as they arise, conflict opportunities as an opportunity to actually do something different, you know, be like, Oh, look, we're about to start fighting. That thing is about to start happening. Like, let's make a different choice. You know, Um, I would say go back to this person. (laughs) I like, I mean, I really would. I mean, the Aeon is a powerful card for sure. It just, I don't know. And it's like, I think what it's saying is like, you're fine without this person, right? Obviously you're so fine without them. Like you would carry on and you'd have a gorgeous life, but there's something very magnetic and enticing about you two being together. And I think you just should give into that right now, but really think about the fighting and think about, see if you can get a plan together, even just for yourself. Like, how are you going to react differently this time around? I appreciate that. That is very, very helpful. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Good luck to you. Thank you. 
Oh, yes. I love a queer love story more than anything. Okay, excellent. Here's a question that has just come in for me. Um, It says, after being unemployed for almost two years, I finally have a job. I live alone, work from home, and have been feeling very lonely. In a month, I have to leave the apartment I live in. So now I have to decide whether I search for a new apartment or I go back to my hometown and stay with my parents for a few months to save money and have company. Backstory. I grew up in the New England area and went to college a state away. When I graduated, I moved back home because I got a job nearby. I've been living in the same area in the same house I grew up in since then. I've always had apprehensions about my situation. This place holds a lot of pain for me, which has made engaging with it hard. I honestly thought I'd leave at some point, which is why I've been slow to start a life. But it feels like the idea of leaving becomes impossible by the day. I'm also in a field I'm not that excited about, but do feel stuck in. Oh, man. In summary, I'd like to know if the place I am right now is where I should stay and work on building a life, or am I really meant to move? Am I just being ungrateful and dramatic? Okay, so let's see. Does this person uh, stay where they're located, you know, move in, move in with the parents in the hometown, you know, be there. Let me see. Three cards on that. Or do you just find a whole new thing? Get out while you have to. You're already having to leave. So just leave. Picking three cards on that. You know something, you guys? I'm, I'm halting this right now because I'm realizing I think that these are two these are two different questions that the, in my um, Mercury retrograde note-taking, the way that I, I, I merged, they got merged in my computer in a really weird way. I'm so sorry about that. And I'm so sorry to the two querents who might be listening going, hey, wait a second. How did my problem get mashed up with somebody else's? All right. So this is a this very first one is a very easy one. Okay. Do you go back to your hometown? You decide. Okay. Do you go back to your hometown and stay with your parents for a few months to save money and have company? That's so cute that, like, you would like to have your parents' company. I hope my child never leaves home because he likes my company so much. I don't think that's how it's going to go down. Okay, or do you search for a new apartment? Let's see. Searching for a new apartment. Okay. So let me see. Staying with parents. You will save money. You got the you got the wealth card, and you got the princess of wands and the knight of wands. This is one of those moments where I feel like that <laughs> those aren't people; those are your parents. Your parents are the princess of wands and the knight of wands. That's adorable. What does it look like for you to search for a new apartment? No, don't do it. You won't be happy. The loneliness is real, and your parents are really going to cheer you up if you the card you got for, you know, um, getting your own place right now is disappointment right out of the gate. Okay. Then adjustment. Okay. You're like trying to adjust to your disappointment. And what, where does that bring you? The, that weird luxury card, the four of cups where you're like, I guess this is okay, but I don't trust it. It's, it's not a good ending to that story. You definitely want to go back with the parents. How cute. Okay. Now let me go back to this other person here. It's a similar kind of story in a funny way. There's some similarities. You, this is a person who has um, been living in the same house that they grew up in. That is, that's a lot of, that's a lot of intense energy. That it really is for anybody, I think, you know. Not everybody has, you know, the princess and knight of wands for their parents, a lot of us. <laughs> There's other baggage. So what does it look like for you to stay in this situation, okay? And, and start the life though, right? You'd have to start the life. That's, that's part of it. Okay, or what does it look like to 
get a new career in a new in a new city. Oh my God, it's a David Bowie song, A New Career in a New Town. Is that your song? Is that the song you're meant to sing? Let me see. And like, are you being ungrateful and dramatic? No, you guys don't act. Don't, don't, that's, that's self-doubt. That's like being mean to yourself. It's okay to have discontent. It's okay to want things to be different, even if the thing you have is awesome. And frankly, it doesn't sound like this is awesome. You say it yourself, it holds a lot of pain for you. So, okay. Oh no, it doesn't look like staying there. Like you are such a plucky individual. Oh, okay. Listen, you have a hard choice in front of you, but one leads to beautiful new horizons and the other leads to the same old neglect of self. Okay. Neglect of self is what I'm seeing here. Staying with your parents, the Aeon. So you're like, okay, I'm doing it. I'm really doing it this time. I am really going to start a life here. And you do. Okay. So, so this isn't you just kind of staying in a stagnant way. Like if you stay, yeah, you will start, start, you'll do the practical stuff. Like look for your own place, make new friends, all of that. You have the ace of wands. I think that the forward momentum builds upon itself and you're able to do it. You're going to do, you're able to do those things, but then you get the indolence card. You get the eight of cups. Something very significant is being neglected in you. If you select this path, I don't like it. Okay. And I just think it's, it's what you already know. It's the pain that it holds for you and that it is hard for you to engage with it. And like, okay, maybe like you can tough it out, but like, why do you need to do that? You know, you don't need to tough it out. You can, None of us need to tough it out. I mean, sometimes we do, obviously, but it's okay to aim for our, our dream life, okay? So now the cards for you actually look going for a new career in a new city. It's off to a bumpy start. And I think that's just fear and indecision, okay? It's like you make that decision, okay, I'm doing it. And then you're like, fuck, wait, what did I just agree to? Holy shit, where do I even want to go? Like, I don't think you necessarily know where you want to go yet. Do you know what your new career is? Maybe you're pulled in a few different directions. I say this because you have the Prince of Cups. And he's a little bit, he's very intense, you know, Scorpio, but he's like, being really indecisive. And it's because the stakes are so high and the stakes are high for you. It looks like you've maybe been waiting for a long time to make this move. And now there might feel like a sense of uh, perfectionism. Like you've got to, now that you're moving out, you have to make sure you move to the best place and you know, it's all worthwhile. Like try to, try to lighten the pressure on yourself. It's okay to make some mistakes while you're in this process. Your next card is gain, nine of discs. This is going to improve your life. You are going to figure it out and you'll start to see the positive results of like, oh, wow, like I'm doing what I want to do for myself. It's Venus in Virgo. It's like, you know, Venus is, is love and it's aesthetics and it's beauty. And it's like, you know, you get to make your own house beautiful in the way you want. You get to like really just connect with your own essence. I think a little bit more with that, with that Virgo influence. And then your final card, love two of cups, Venus and cancer. You moving on and moving out is an act of self-love for yourself. And it's going to bring more love into your life. I'm sorry about the Prince of Cups. I never like when he shows up. He is moody, um, you know, and if you're feeling a little moody, it's okay to try to get some support. Talk to a therapist, see like, I don't know what, what kind of support is available to you as you make a really huge life transition. But it looks like that looks like what you should do. Oh my gosh, you guys. I hate leaving off on a question that is not somebody in the room. It just feels like I should, you know, leave off with someone in the room, even though we're three minutes over. My kid has to go to bed in two minutes. He's going to be so psyched that he gets to stay up later. So, okay. Branson Meadows, do you have a question for the tarot? Branson, are you muted? I don't hear anything. So you might be muted. Hey there. Oh, hello. Hello. Great. 
how can I help you? Hey, so I just want to tell you that I'm a big fan and I love listening to you. Oh, thank you. Um, my question is, so I've always been intuitive and empathic. Uh-huh. And so I'm really, I'm really wanting a career to um, help people with my gifts someday. And I just want to see what that would look like. Oh, okay. That's great. All right. So we're, uh, you know, again, tarot is about timing and I don't really believe that the cards I pick right now are summing up like yes or no forever. It's more like, what would it look like for you maybe to start right. making in, an inroad towards that some way, you know, start making a, a little plan, not necessarily like, you know, going out on your own right away, but what does it look like to start making moves and taking that more seriously? What does that look like for you to, to do that right now? Oh my God, Branson, this looks so good. This looks really, really good for you. I love these cards. So the first one is the three of cups is abundance. It's such a beautiful card. I mean, you know, you just started talking about this, you know, being like, I want to help people. And like, that's the energy of this card. It's, it's um, mercury and cancer. So it's communicating love and nurturance, you know, Um, and it's a beautiful card. I love it. And then the next card is the princess of wands and she's just kind of fearless. She's letting herself take a chance. She's um, letting herself be vulnerable. She's trusting her intuition. She's not letting fear stop her. She's not ignoring her fear. She's like, there's like an altar that's where she's burning her fears um, in this illustration. So, um, you know, you're like, maybe make a fears list, like what's been holding you back, you know, so that it won't continue to hold you back. Um, and you have that knowledge. And then your final card is the Aeon. It's like, yes, it's time. You know, it's time to start that new life. This illustration shows a, the Pharaoh who is, you know, the old Pharaoh, his time is over. And then there's the new Pharaoh in this picture. But the new Pharaoh is a little baby. He doesn't really know how to do it yet. So, the message there is it's okay if you feel like, oh gosh, I'm not sure what my first step should be. Like just set the intention and start taking baby steps and you will grow into this because I'd say it's your destiny. The Aeon is a really big destiny card. Oh, good. I have cold chills too. That's really exciting. Uh, congratulations. And uh, I'm really happy for you. Good luck to you. You guys, the room is now going to have to close because my, my kid is one minute past his bedtime i bet he's dancing downstairs he's so happy you know for for the halloween season that is upon us we are going to be uh moving ask the tarot to this thursday night slot it's six o'clock uh six o'clock my time and i believe it's like 9 p.m for you east coasters so we'll be here again next thursday so uh follow ask the tarot if you don't already and great have a great night